0: Welcome to the My Fence Life bonus podcast series. Ask me about my day. Where you can eavesdrop on phone conversations between Dan, industry leaders, and fencers from around the country to find out about their day.
1: I'm coming for you guys. I'm gonna tell you.
0: <laughs> you need to you need to do whatever Dan's
1: saying here, because that's the first time I've heard of that feature in Company Cam.
2: hello yo Benjana what's happening oh nothing much man what's going on (sighs) dude I'm trying to recover from last night I don't know if you (laughs) saw (laughs) I don't know if you saw on Facebook but I was uh trying to enjoy me a little bourbon and a buddy of mine brought these uh gummies over so man, this will help you sleep and oh uh, lord so I'm like pepper break one in half and so we each took one, thinking, "All right, I'm going to sleep good. Do I was high as a kite, bro? <laughs> I don't do that. I don't do that kind of stuff, man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, you need to stay away from those, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, that ain't happening
2: again, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I'm recovering, man. I'm just like, holy crap, and I got allergies real bad. So it's got my allergies all messed up. As you can probably, I'm a little nasally, you know.
1: Uh, you sound all
2: right, man. I am trying to be the Luther Vandross of podcasting, you know. So. <laughs> but, look, man, this is why I'm calling you. What's up? Uh, I was sitting here thumbing through my phone. I'm on YouTube, you know, all the normal places. And I keep seeing this Omni marketing deal or something like that. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I kind of Googled it, and it's like Omni channel marketing or something. And then it started nerding out on me, and I was like, you know what? Benji's a marketing guy. Maybe he knows something about this. So <laughs> I'm calling you.
1: Yeah, man. So omni channel marketing refers to in general putting the same, putting the same presence out in all of your marketing channels. So like Google, be it, you know, your Google Ads or your website, um, but also your email marketing efforts, your uh, Facebook, social media, you know, uh, Twitter, all of that. So, being real cohesive about the marketing efforts is a huge thing, and I think it's becoming more popular because right now, according to recent studies, I believe it's like something like people visit like fifteen different channels before they make a decision on buying. That's a lot of it's a lot of damn channels.
2: I know, man. I read that too. I read something about, and when I started reading that, I'm like, who the hell goes to 15 platforms? Right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see, I can see half of those. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I think, I think it's because, you know, in our search behavior, man, it's just changed so much. I mean, uh, I think about when we, when we were growing up, I remember my mom telling me to go go look it up, and it was is because she didn't know. <laughs> but she would tell me if I ask her a question, she said go look it up. And back then, it was like you go pull an encyclopedia off the shelf well, <laughs> and you literally look the shit up, you know. So, but now it's like we have at the at our fingertips we have the whole world, man. And so there's just so many things to look at. It just makes it so easy. To go from Facebook to YouTube to uh, to Google, I mean everything you can just right there at your fingertips on your phone. so
2: yeah, I mean I can see you know going to look at somebody's YouTube channel uh, stumbling across their shorts, right um, mm-hmm. maybe looking at their Facebook, their Instagram. Not too many people are going to LinkedIn to for a service but I could be wrong. Um, you know, uh, but, you know, hitting those channels, TikTok, Right. You know, right. but Jesus Christ, 15 channels. So yeah. now let me ask you this. So they're wanting you to put the same content on all 15 channels.
1: Well, it needs to have the same core, right? So it needs to have some of the same feeling. Uh, so, it, if, for instance, you know, um, sometimes we're talking to some of the fence guys, and you know, they offer snow blowing services. Um, you wouldn't want your snow blowing service, you know, to be running in your social media during the summertime when you don't have a snow blowing service, or when you don't need that. So it's about keeping your channels kind of consistent with the the marketing message, um, and. Again, most people don't really realize this, but you know, Google Google is you know is still the number one search engine, but the number two, according to recent studies, the number two is YouTube.
2: Yeah, you know. I mean, I've gotten aware. I search on Google, but really, I end up hitting a YouTube channel links that come up. The yeah. Videos
1: yeah so i haven't having content out there at least something on YouTube is better than nothing you know and you know you mentioned shorts earlier you know shorts on youtube is a is a great great thing to add and if you're already doing it on facebook or or whatever you're recording something on facebook live or or whatever you need to remember youtube uh as well you know put that information out there on youtube. Well, yeah,
2: that's, but, why we, that's why we do that with uh, the show, you know? Right. We go live yeah. on Facebook. We take it off of Facebook because you watch it there. And then we throw it on YouTube.
1: Yeah. You know? We get a lot of questions about social media, man. And we used to offer social media management where we would actually do the post for everyone. Um, But we found it to be less than the... the do it us doing the post or any agency really doing social media posts in our in our experience and what it's shown is that it doesn't work it's not as engaging as someone that's real and that's actually working there in the business you know a good example um we have a lawyer uh and he's got a a beautiful golden retriever and you know he it, when we were when we were doing the post for him, it was all about the services that they offered and this and that. And then all of a sudden, his wife would pop into the office with their golden retriever and somebody would snap a shot and it would go on social media and it would go crazy. And it's because it's real. It's, it's raw. It's something that really happened at the business. And a lot of guys, I think, fail to think about it or they think it, it's overwhelming maybe to create those posts. But some of those off-the-cuff, you know, real everyday posts, those are the ones that tend to, to get the most interaction.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, um, it's better if someone within the business is doing the posting. You know, uh, you take a picture and the person that you hired to do your social media Sees a standard, whatever you've done in the past, but you can point out the things that matter to the customer, not something they Google and figure out and make a post for you. It's just, it's, you can tell the difference. Like that company, um, was that company thrive or something like that? They got a social media packet, you know, go on some of these fence guys, uh, Facebook's and I'm like, Oh Jesus, they got the thrive package, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so uh, you can definitely tell the difference, man. Definitely. So yeah. I know you did some coaching for me because I was like, hey, you want to do my social media? You're like, hell no. And then because uh, <laughs> you know how picky I am. But you did give me some tips on how to better do my social media and to make right. things work right like my hashtags that i use in my post are hashtags that you said hey you need to start using these so i use them in all my posts um i didn't realize that when i'm taking pictures i need to take a picture with my phone in landscape which was left and right and i need to take one in portrait because you never know where you can use that photo or what platform you know right we we just did a big staining job and we took videos in portrait and we took videos in landscape because if I want to piece all that together and make a YouTube video, I want it in landscape. But if I want to piece all that together and make shorts or reels, I need it in portrait. Right. So you, you yeah. taught me a lot of that a long time ago. So we double up on our photos and video.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's hard to think about when you're out there and you're, you're, you know, installing a fence or, or doing doing your job, and you think you do happen to think, oh yeah, I need to take a picture of this. It's hard to remember. I need to take a picture sideways, and I need to take one up and down. You know, a portrait, and I take one landscape. But it really does create the right content. And think about the options that you have when you're laying out something like a brochure or anything like that too. So it, it's not just digital marketing. When it comes to taking those images and using them in the raw format, um, you know, you may have instances where you need a horizontal photo Mm. and you might have the perfect subject in the photo. But if it's just taken with portrait and not with landscape, then you're kind of limiting yourself. So just a
2: matter of twisting your phone 90 degrees. That's it. When you take the photo. And this is the other thing, man. Um, And it's been really. Uh, difficult for me to uh, to um, get my guys on track with this, but they're learning, and company cam actually helps with this. They have mm-hmm. a feature, a before and after feature. Take the before and after. Would your phone turn the same goddamn way, please? <laughs> <laughs> they'll take a photo with their phone in portrait mode, you know, up and down. Yeah, and then afterwards they'll take one sideways. Oh, it looks so good. I turn my phone sideways. Well, why don't you? You, Jesus Christ. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, Company Cam has a thing called before and after. Mm-hmm. And when you click it, it asks you what photo you want to do the after of. You click that photo and it ghosted on your screen. And you literally just hold your really? phone and you ghost the outline onto your after photo and click it. And it gets it pretty
1: damn close, man. Oh, uh, now you didn't, now you didn't spoiled it for some guys, the guys that I know they're using company cam. They're going to be out there listening to this. I'm coming for you guys. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> you need to, you need to do whatever Dan's saying here. Cause that's the first time I've heard of that feature in company cam. That's yeah, awesome.
2: It's pretty dope. And then, um, I posted some photos of a stain job we did and it'll, you can add your logo to the photo and it'll say before and after at the bottom. You can Uh do it split. You can do a deal where it does like a squiggly line through it or it's it's got some options. So I'll be be sending those over to you, Benji, so we can put them on a website. Maybe we can do some of those slide things before and afters. People like those.
1: Oh yeah, people love those things. Yeah, Um, what you mentioned about putting the logo on the photos, that was something else that so when we start working with a client, we one of the things we have to do is we have to get content from the client. That means like photos, um, you know, text content. If they don't have an existing website, we usually get a lot of that stuff from their Facebook thing, and it's really popular to for for people to put their logo on images. Do us website guys a favor. Do whoever your website guy is do them a favor. And save a save a copy of that photo before you put your logo on it, please, because that's it's a it's such a, a shame when we find a really nice photo and it's got a logo that's just not in the right place. Um, yeah, and, you know. So I think that's something that I would love to put out there for people to be able to hear because we've had some projects where really nice photos, but the owner. The only version of the photo they have has a logo slap in the middle of it.
2: Yeah. So what I do is is I got an app that I use. I don't know the name of it. But um, when I save the photo, I don't I – don't, it asks me two questions. And one of them is it can produce another photo.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it doesn't change the original or it will change the original. I always mm-hmm. pick create another photo. So then that yeah. way I've got the raw one and then I got the one with the logo on it.
1: Yeah, that's definitely doing it the right way. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I ended up
2: taking the photos with a company cam, took the logos off of them, even though it says before and after under it, you can't take that off. But I ended up covering that up and actually put my logo at the bottom because it's not, I mean, you can get them perfect. But this last job we did, the sun was shining on my son's phone and he was trying to get it and he couldn't tell and his batteries were going dead. It was the end of the day. And so um, uh, he missed a little lineup on it. So I just covered up the mistake at the bottom with my logo <laughs> and everything looked good, you know? Yeah. But then I noticed he took them in the afternoon and the sun wasn't in the right place. So we're going to go over there in the morning and take more after photos. So that way the after part is as bright as the before part because we took the before part in the morning, you know. So it's simple things like that, not having your before and after photo with one with the sun on it, one without the sun on it. Because now you got to start photoshopping and then it doesn't look as real.
1: Right. And I mean, there's something to be said. Look, we're you know, when we're, we're working with guys, look, no matter what company it is. Most of the time, we're not working with photographers. You know, um, we do work for some photographers, but for the most part, our clients are not photographers, so we're not expecting like perfect photos. Um, so if we have to touch things up or or do things to you know to kind of help the photo out, or you know, for like one of the clients we just took recently is a new fence guy. He's like, I have zero photos. I'm like, no problem. We have licensed photos that we can actually use. They're they're licensed for use in this type of thing. And then as he starts to take photos of his projects, we can actually start to replace those. But no one really wants... You could really tell when someone's using licensed photography or if they're using... um, What's becoming more popular is AI-generated photos. Yeah. So, you know, and uh, that's that's... You can, you can actually feed some some uh, descriptions into an AI engine and have them shoot out a photo for you. They'll look, look almost real. <laughs>
2: <laughs> have you seen those AI videos that people are doing?
1: <laughs> I saw one last night of Dwayne Johnson, the rock <laughs> eating rocks or something. <laughs> oh, It was hilarious. It was so messed up. I
2: had a fence guy um, send me some videos he made And he put an AI person on there, and you can pick a guy, a girl, whatever you want. And they read whatever you typed in or whatever the AI, I don't know, how whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's talking about the video that you're watching. Mm -hmm. But you can tell it's so, um, which that movie when, uh, uh, I think it was Arnold Schwarzenegger, he goes in and... uh, gets this thing put up his nose and he's going on like a vacation, a virtual vacation. You remember that thing?
1: Oh God. What was the name of that movie? I can't
2: remember, but you know, you go in this place and you get strapped in and you can go on a virtual vacation and you could be, you know, Jack Ryan solving some kind of CIA uh-huh. deal or whatever. Uh-huh. Well, um, when you walk through that, when you walk through the building and they, they had these AI sitting there explaining the, uh, the trip that you're going to go on or the, the package options. That's mm-hmm. what that reminds me of. It's like, man, yeah. we're there, yeah. you know? And that was a movie from what in the eighties or nineties. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, uh, AI is playing a huge part in it's changing, it's changing the landscape of the internet completely. Um, you know, there's, uh, I mean, we've been di- diving into augmented reality for some time now, and now we're starting to add the advent of, of uh, ChatGPT and some of the the larger, you know, AI engines that are that are changing things. And man, you could do a lot of things with them, um, but there's still some things they just don't quite get right. And like I said, you can almost you can almost have trouble telling that it's real. But
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I want to address something on this picture situation and even documents. You know, if you have a picture, like, for example, I've given Benji permission to use my pictures on other people's websites, but he's got a condition. It can't be on anybody that's in my region. For example, um, I think... uh, uh, Major League Fencing. You do their uh-huh. stuff, right? Right. He's got a couple photos on there that are mine. I don't mind that. Dude's in freaking Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> right? Yeah. You yeah. know, because he doesn't have the exact photo. But then you, your client, you tell him, hey, look, next time you run into this situation, take that photo so we can swap it out. Right. I mean, yeah. I can't tell you how many of my uh, doggy dome pictures are on people's websites.
1: <laughs> that doggy dog that was a good picture man
2: yeah it's a good picture man you know so you know what i don't care if some guy in indiana is using it or michigan or you know new york but if there's a guy in louisiana using it and he's within my my territory you know yeah yeah or overlaps into my territory no fuck you have some common sense <laughs> no i mean just have some common sense man and, yeah, and yeah, don't yeah. and don't use the same photo or don't use the exact same warranty that I use. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. got a guy that does fences, and I get on his website, and he's got the exact same fucking verbiage as mine, and we're competing in the same subdivision. It's like, come on, man.
1: You know? Yeah, you- I remember that situation. I actually had to reach out to them.
2: Yeah. So, you know, and and what's even funny about it is you wrote that yourself, right? Four or five years ago, however many years we've been doing this? 2019 or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like I've known you my life, my whole life. But, right. You know, that was something you literally wrote, which was your first fence site that you ever did. And this guy had it on there. I'm like, look, man, we can't have our websites looking the same when everybody in the subdivision. you're part of the pool of fence guys. You know, when you see that kind of stuff, you see someone else's warranty, you see someone else's uh, contract use that to spark your imagination and your creativity and use it to build off of and utilize it for help, but don't just copy it, you know? Right.
1: Yeah. And that, I know that message wasn't for, uh, for clever Fox. Um, I know it was for other guys in your region that are, that are copying your stuff because that happens a lot. Um, of course, you know, clever Fox, we only work with one particular contractor in you know each region when whenever you subscribe to our uh, territory protection but yeah I, I you bring a good point there uh, i think it's important to create that unique content and that unique thing and don't just use it um, we've seen a lot of things in the industry that clever fox started off doing and someone else has created something for their clients that looks similar. It's not exactly the same, but it looks similar. And I find it to be very complimenting that, you know, we started something and someone else has kind of taken something and created something, just a little twist to it. And, you know, and, and look, we're all here to help each other,
2: you know? Well, I'm Um, sure, I'm sure you've done the same thing, man. You see something. Yeah. That, some other website guy did, who knows, you know, who whoever the hell it is, and you're like, Man, that's a great idea. And then three, four months later, you're like, Hey, you know what we can do? I remember seeing this somewhere. And we could tweak it, do this, and do that. Right. There's nothing wrong with that, man. But don't yeah. don't put the same goddamn thing. You know? I mean. Yeah. Have a little little class. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. But uh so anyway, um, yeah, so pictures. All that stuff, documents. You gotta. That's all stuff. I have all that on my on my website. I right. don't put it all on my social media. Those documents, but you know that your website is part of your social media. I feel like.
1: Yeah, it's definitely part of your marketing, um, and it plays into the whole omni-channel marketing. Um, that that strategy that's coming out of all of this buzz about omni-channel. Omni-channel is not new. It just has a new, new fire behind it. Um, so there's a lot of people talking about a little buzz about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, you're, your website certainly plays a, a a part in that your google ads plays a part in that your email marketing campaigns play a part in that your social media facebook youtube instagram tiktok all that stuff plays a part in it and it it, it seems really overwhelming and i think that's where a lot of people get really confused about it because it gets really overwhelming and you don't know where to start that's the reason why we help coach people to the right things and help them identify, look, here's the four or five channels you need to be focused on um, and creating content for. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. A uh,
2: couple things happened. One, this past week, a customer calls me. He saw us driving Postmasters. He lives in Baton Rouge. Mm. Says, hey, man, I can't find anybody around me that has these things, and I see your stuff on YouTube. Um, I'm in Baton Rouge. Well, I obviously didn't tell him you could get him in Baton Rouge, right? Well, yeah, man, come get him. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm not dumb. So he ended up coming to my office because he wanted to touch one, feel one. And we have uh, about a six-foot postmaster in the office, and I drew 42 inches up in Sharpie and wrote it. And when a customer stands next to that thing and realizes that we're going as deep as their grandkid, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I mean, think about it. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to get a picture of a kid that's about 42 inches tall, hold this post next to it and say, we go as deep as little Johnny. (laughs) To give people a visual, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But anyway, and then he ended up seeing my stain and seal stuff. He left out of there with a couple of five gallon buckets of that. And instead of buying a post, now he's got us going to Baton Rouge to just drive all the posts, and he's going to build a fence himself,
1: really, all for
2: my youtube channel my wow. fence fence king YouTube channel now, another one I got a customer in um in Lake Ramsey calls me up talking about aluminum and he's got pool code and he he wants puppy picket, not for puppies because he's on a big ass lake and the ducks are coming through his fence and swimming in his pool and messing everything up. So he wanted puppy picket to keep them out. So they just can't walk through. Even mm-hmm. though they can fly, you don't see these ducks fly a whole hell of a lot, you know. But um, he was on the website on um, under my resources, looking at all the schematics of the aluminum. He already knew what he wanted, what he what he needed, what he wanted, all the questions, and he found that on my website. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, another thing, too, is, man, you know, you have a website. You need to be driving people to the website. It's not like, oh, I got a website now, so I'm good. Obviously, you're going to have it on your, uh, your Google listing, but you got to drive people to it. Okay, go to my website and do our virtual fence designer. Hit the big yeah. green button. In the upper left-hand corner. You know what else we do to drive traffic to my, to my website? Benji knows we do a lot of different things. Somebody wants to get a job, oh, go to our website, hiring. We have a link that we send them. Um, hey, would it, can you send me a copy of your warranty? Oh, I can do better than that. And I shoot them a, a vanity URL. I think it's fencesyard.com forward slash resources or something. I got a little cheat sheet taped to the bottom of my computer at the office. And uh, I got them all right there. I can text. I'll text you the link. And guess what? I make them go to my resources page. Now they're on there reading, and Google's clock, clocking how much or how much time they're spending on there. They can print it from there. Right. Every customer goes to my website at least twice. Every single customer. How many people can say that?
1: Yeah, and you know why that is, Dan.
2: Well, I'll tell you. What. Well, I'll tell you why it is because I, I make them go to my website to make payments.
1: Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to do that if you didn't have helpful content on your website. So that's another thing that Google has really started, stri- you know, strapping, um, uh, really started buckling down on is having helpful content. If you didn't have those resources on your site, then you couldn't send them there. And Google understands that, and they know that if they're spending time on your website, there must be something helpful there. So, having helpful content and having unique content is super important. Um, and that's you know one of the things that we look at when we're when we're building out sites. So if, so, if a company's brand new and they don't have a lot of content to go off of, we definitely have content that we can build from. But we want to work with that client and help them create those resources so that they can send people directly there. That's really smart. It's a smart way uh, for you to be able to send them to your website because you're you're getting a uh you're getting a double win there. You know you're winning because you're helping the customer and they're helping you. You're helping your website. So you
2: know it's a yeah. win win. Yeah, and that's the other thing. We send them there to uh, do the the pre qualification finance form. Any way I can get them to be on my website and spending time, I utilize. You know? Fencesyard.com. Fencesyard.com. So you might go to my website and see some things on there on the homepage that a lot of other people don't have, like the make a payment button, get an instant quote button, now hiring. It's all in that hero one. The first thing you see when a website comes up, and there's guys out there that will be like, hey, you don't want to do all that. Right away. Google doesn't like that. And guess what? They're right. Google isn't a big fan of that. Am I right? Uh, Customers aren't a big fan of being shit just thrown in their face like that. But the reason why I do it is is because we deliberately drive people. And when they click on FenchThisYard.com, I want those options to be right there and they don't have to search for them.
1: Yeah, I think there's a misconception there of getting people to click more on your website. So, uh, we did a website years ago for a pest control company where they had a, uh, we had this little mosquito thing. It was like mosquitoes flying around. There was a little fly swatter and you swatted them. Well, when you swatted them, it was like clicks, it was making clicks. Um, Google understands that a click doesn't always equal they're not always valued the same. So having someone click on your menu, then click on a sub menu, then click on another sub menu, then click on a page to get to where they want to go is actually a bad thing. Um, you want to reduce the amount of clicks people need to do to get where they're going having a depth of content where the content can they can go deeper when they want to go deeper is important but it's important to know that you know just random clicks on your website is not going to be the click value that you're looking for
2: yeah oh well, man that's some good stuff bro we went down a, a rabbit hole when i just called to talk about this omni marketing <laughs> shit i've just been seeing a buzz about it man
1: you know? yeah 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 we we uh covered some stuff man for sure
2: yeah, I'm on Reddit a good bit and um I tell you what, man. I, I don't know if Reddit is underestimated or over you know, I don't I don't know. I get a lot of good information off of there.
1: Yeah, you just got to run that
2: stuff through and make sure that, you know. Well, that's where I started seeing this I mean marketing stuff going on.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's why you called me to fact check it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm not saying I believe everything I read on there, but I do. I'm on there a good bit, and uh, there's some really good uh, things that I follow. I follow Elon Musk and the uh, his whole space thing that's going
1: on. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that guy.
1: Yeah, he's brilliant.
2: Yeah, he is. And uh, who's that other guy? Neil Neil the DeGru- what's it? The black guy scientist knows everything about everything. Neil, uh, the uh, Gazi, Gagrazi, I don't know, you know uh, how I know yeah. with names, yeah, but a, uh, yeah, I follow that guy, I love listening to that guy talk, so I follow yeah. him on Reddit anyway. Well, yeah, man, good stuff, bro. Um, I'm probably gonna drop this, uh, Memorial Day, okay, cool. So I think that'll be nice, man. Might yeah, have a little American flag on this, uh, this episode. America. Yeah, America, instead of a Barney. Hey, I just want to say, man, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how far in the show we were when I was talking about Barney and the theme song Sorry. for Barney. But when I woke up the next morning and you had made the thumbnail for the show and you had a little Barney peeking out behind there, I was just like, touche. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's uh, what y'all get for talking about my uh, my Tupperware like it was uh, my grandmother's Tupperware. For
2: indentures. <laughs> 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 that was some funny stuff, man, towards the end of that show. I hope some people listen to... Uh, shit, what episode was that, man? That was episode 86. How'd you like Viva Las Fence Show instead of Viva Las Vegas?
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that. That was yeah. cool.
2: Episode 86 is pretty great. You'll have to go find out what the uh, Barney theme song does to good old Dan the Fence Man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, look, bro, I'll talk to you later, man. And uh, Clever Fox, always on top of shit, right? Yeah, man. All right, brother. I got to get out of here. I'll talk to you later. Right. Bye. Bye. Right.
0: Bye. You've been listening to My Fence Life. Yes, we like to have fun. Beer, bourbon, and business.